Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Five Alive, let's go for a jive. I'm Richie Firth and I hack travel. This is Richie Firth, Travel Hacker. Dun, dun. Christopher? Sorry, it's going to take me a while to get over that intro. Um, <laughs> What's wrong with the intro? Did you did you write that intro? Uh, yeah. Did you? Okay. You didn't yeah. just do that on the fly? Well, it dep- I, I never put it pen to paper. I never typed it out. But I did think <laughs> about it. About <laughs> I, did, I did think about it 10 seconds before I did it. So <laughs> right. define writing. Yes. Well, yeah, beautifully planned. Thank you. <laughs> How nice are you, fella? You. Are you ready to hack? Always. Uh, somebody um, at the back end of um, uh, last episode, I can't remember their name because um, negative feedback, I just, you know, it's dead to me. But they refer to the episode as um, 100% whack. <laughs> I, I misread that. I so thought much. they said hack. <laughs> they said Maybe hack, they right? Maybe they did. That's right. Yes, another rave review. <laughs> um, and by the way, um, I have clocked how in previous episodes uh, you have started doing production. Uh, you have started doing production wizardry <laughs> that is uh, not that of a wizard, but actually that of a poisonous conjurer. <laughs> Pardon? Um, what did you call me? <laughs> you heard it, and to be quite frank, you'll be able to you'll be able to conjure it into whatever you want. Poisonous conjurer. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. Quite frank, you'll be able to you'll be able to conjure it into whatever you want. Whatever you want. Poisonous conjurer. I don't know what you're talking about, Rich. I just make the show as high a standard as I possibly can. Uh, right, look, I'm sat here just taking a sip of a drink. It's not Rubicon. What's the latest? Right, so, Rich, this was really exciting. Um, I had another Twitter conversation with them, and they gave me an email address. Wonderful. I know. So I wrote some, hi, Team Rubicon. I was advised by one of your social media managers to get in touch. 
blah, blah, blah. I talked you up, said how big you are in showbiz. Thank you. And I've just interviewed Brian Cranston. Tell him that. Obviously, there's going to be an ongoing dialogue here. So I will definitely bring that up next time. Cool. Uh, so, so that was uh, 2.57. At 2.59, I got a reply. Wow. They're Two keen. minutes later. But it was an automated reply. And I was like, of course, oh, okay. I should have got so excited. So then, literally 20 minutes later, higher, Chris, higher, not hi or hello, higher. Thanks for getting in yep. touch. We receive many similar requests for sponsorship. But <laughs> here we go. But unfortunately, <laughs> we simply can't respond favorably to them all. We do wish you the very best in your venture. Kind regards. Rubicon contact. Oh. So that suggests that they can't reply favourably to them all. Yeah. And you could take it from that that they've decided this is one that they're not going to reply favourably to. Correct. Look, Richie Firth Travel Hacker is a podcast all about hacking travel, providing you with the best way to go on your journeys. Uh, this second season has turned into being a bit of a fantasy one because it's harder to travel when you're in the middle of global pandemia. Uh, but here's the crux of the matter, right? Okay, When you are travelling somewhere... The hack sometimes is to go left rather than right, other times right rather than left. And this is where we fork in the road away from the Rubicon Corporation. F*** them, I say. <laughs> Richie, no! They had a chance, Chris. No. Right? And they've chosen... <laughs> they, they have chosen to go with other podcasts. <sighs> so we will find... When we get out hacking in person and we can touch each other again... What? We will have another soft drink of choice of this podcast. I don't know what it's going to be, but it ain't going to be Rubicon. How about, how about we auction it? So we, we, we write a letter to all the brands... And we mm -hmm. say there's an open auction and they can bid and the highest bidder becomes a sponsor of the programme. I love that as an idea. Is it a private auction or is it an open auction? Do we do it on like an eBay site or is it one, like one of those blind auctions at a charity function? No, I want you with the gavel on, on the lectern. <laughs> Okay. Oh, dear. Right. Well, look, now that we've got past some of the budgetary and sponsorship issues, coming up on tonight's show. What, what uh, do you know about not, John Zent? It's not a journey that I'm willing to make. <laughs> that's a once-in-a-season word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nearly there, Chris. What is there left? We've already done play. So he's done them all. Well, Rich, I bet the audience can't wait to hear that third clip. <laughs> I bet they can't. And I said can't. <laughs> can't. <laughs> right, Chris, first hack. What's going on? Uh, Javier has been in touch. Hello, guys. Salute. A fan here. I like that. What a start. I do hope you, your family and your friends are doing well in this time i write to you to ask about a fantasy journey i have but first some context i'm a university student in madrid i don't know how he knows about this show but i love this and have been for the last <laughs> hey, three well, years no, no, please for a second don't be surprised because do remember that over the last few episodes we have been building up and become more aware of the huge fan base that we have in stockholm yeah i mean stockholm and like Spain are not super close. But they both begin with S. 
Right, sure. Okay. Hackstock well, is on. In many ways, Rich, you're right, because here is Javier, a fan of the show, um, who has um, uh, been in Madrid for the last three years, but due to COVID, he has had to go back to his hometown of... Now, correct me if I've got the pronunciation wrong. Granada or Grenada? Granada. Grenada is uh, a Caribbean, Caribbean island. island yes. Granada uh, is uh, Espana. Okay. To keep studying in my parents' home. As you can expect, after spending almost four months with them, I'm dying to leave the house and they're dying to get rid of me too. Sadly, as I'm a student, I don't have the budget for that. Sorry, mum. But in this fantasy, I have. (laughs) I like it. What's the longest train ride you can find that goes from my hometown of Granada in southern Spain to anywhere else on earth? Well, Javier, uh, let's deal with a few issues one by one. First issue, thank you so much for being a fan of the podcast. Rate, review and subscribe um, and uh, tell your friends about it. Secondly, we're sorry to hear about how you have been marooned uh, in a Ford Granada on your parents' driveway um, and the fact that your budget is low. But of course, this is fantasy travel hacker and the budgets are limitless. However, thirdly and finally, in this case, what fantasy travel hacker can't change uh, is the availability of train services from Granada train station. What are they running over there regarding trains in Spain? I've, I've looked into this. It's horrendous. In what way? There are only around about eight trains a day from Granada train station to anywhere. And the furthest train is there's two services a day from Granada. All right. You're thinking, oh, well, you know, Europe, um, you know, Spain, you don't have to like cross over any seas and all that to, to get anywhere. No, the furthest you can get by train from Granada is Madrid. How disappointing is that? Well, I don't know. Madrid's supposed to be all right, isn't it? Yeah, but not if you live in Granada or if you're marooned in southern Spain. Mm. Okay, and let's face it, Spain, the only things people are interested in are Madrid, (laughs) Barcelona on the east coast, or the Canary or the Balearics. Okay, no one... Name me anything in southern Spain. It's not famous for anything. Seville. Seville? Yeah. Is that in southern Spain? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Do you want me to tell you somewhere else? Go on. Malaga. Okay, I've heard of that as well. Granada. <laughs> I've never heard of Granada, other than Ford. And I don't think they make them anymore. Oh, they've got a football team. Have they? Yeah, they've all got football teams, haven't they, those big places? Yeah, but the only ones that win anything are not the likes of Granada. Right, okay. Anyway, look, the furthest he can get, and I've even got times for him, one train a day, leaves at one twenty, arrives in Madrid, 4.55. All right, three hours, 35 minutes. The reality of this is is pathetic. How, uh, how many miles is that journey? Well, miles, I didn't work that one out. <laughs> Fine, three hours though, three hour train <laughs> journey. That three hours, do. 20, yeah. Beautifully researched. Thank you. Rich, if you could allow me to to bend some rules, I've got uh, one possible solution that might work for Javier. Far away. I I don't know about you, Rich, when you're a younger man. Maybe the odd student I've known in my time might have looked to skip the odd fare along the way. And Uh, might have once got a short, sneaky journey without paying the full fare, maybe with a permit to travel, and all was right with the world. No one suffered. Now, 
I'm I not don't condoning like that, that behaviour. I'm but not maybe condoning that's that what behaviour. Young people do. I actually look out for fair dodgers uh, at ticket barriers and only within the last 24 hours on the life of my three children I have pointed out a potential fair dodger to gate staff and told them to stop him coming in. Oh my god. So if you're about to suggest that Javier spunks through some barriers on the on the back arse of someone else I'm sorry not on this podcast you can fuck off with Rubicon. All right, okay. Okay, let's take the money and the fair dodging out of it. Let's just say... And the morals. And the morals. Let's just say, how far can he get from Granada Station to another train station without ever leaving the train station and only travelling on train, yeah? Madrid. Ah, but he from Madrid, he can get to Paris. From Paris to Berlin, from Berlin to Moscow, from Moscow to Vladivostok, without <laughs> ever leaving any individual train station. Admittedly, he's got to find his way onto those next ones. Yeah, that and is through a, barriers. That is a 13,500 kilometre journey. Which is logistically impressive and shows the European rail network for what it is. So, yes, I'm going to look, I'm going to run with you for a second. Yes, he can. St- he could stay dry. All right. Javier could stay dry. He's, he's under the roof of a platform canopy and in a train. Mm. He's, he's still got. I think he's got barrier issues, personally, myself. He's going to be going into a lot of train station toilets to uh, avoid various uh, revenue inspectors. But yes, all right, Granada to Vladivostok is the furthest you can go if you are going to be a fair-dodging charlatan. Chris, you've got a choice. Give me another hack or give me an advert for our sponsors. Do you want to sing a little theme tune for our sponsors? Travel Hacker is an Okay, hack number two. Duncan Steele has tweeted us. Has he indeed? Hello, Duncan. At Richie Firth, at producer Chris. Travel hack fantasy journey. He's straight to the point. That's the <laughs> limit you have in Twitter, I guess. Correct. And, uh, again, forgive my pronunciation here. Is it Lerick or Lerwick? Or Lerwick, uh, Lerwick. If you're talking Shetland Islands. Lerwick of Shetland, which I believe is the is that the northernmost island in Britain? Correct, yes. And to St. Helier in Jersey, using the most different types of public transport available. Well, okay. Uh, Shetland Islands, most northerly islands. Lerwick, the the, the biggest town on, on your Shetland Isle. Right. St. Helier of Jersey, most southerly. Uh, you've got your silly hours off of uh, off of Cornwall, but St. Helier is certainly uh, a lot further south than that. So he's really stretching it. That's very, very clever. It's not your standard John's End to... Uh, John's End to... Uh, John's End. <laughs> what what <laughs> do you know about not, John's End? <laughs> it's not a journey that I'm willing to make. Oh, dear. No. <laughs> or St. Groats. Um, but look, I've looked into this. So first off, okay, if you're going to... He's, this is a ridiculous journey, but I, I'm going to go with it. He's wanting to take as many forms of public transport mm-hmm. as possible. I get that. But if you're going to get from Lerwick or you're going to get from St. Helier, doesn't matter what your start point is. The first thing you are going to have to do is either fly or go on a boat. Because this isn't a timed challenge, I'm going to suggest that flights are taken so from Lerwick Airport, a mere five flights a day. 
Uh, you could go to Edinburgh. You could go to Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen, I think, is the one that he'd want to do on this particular journey. Uh, it's a 52-minute flight from Lerwick to Aberdeen. And because he's furthest away then, further away than Edinburgh, he's got the chance to be on even more public transport than if he'd gone to Edinburgh. Conversely, when you get down to St Helier, once again, eight flights a day. London, Southampton, Liverpool, Bristol. Bit more of a choice from St Helier. I would go to Southampton, a 50-minute flight, very much akin to your Lerwick to Aberdeen flight. Really, this is then down to Southampton to Aberdeen by as many different forms of public transport as possible. So how many is that? Well... You've done two plane journeys, so that counts as one different form of transport. Are we agreed? Yep. Other forms of public transport are boat. So I would suggest maybe you make your way to London via a coach, National Express coach from Southampton, get to London, and rather than going across London on the tube or something like that, maybe you then go on a boat on the Thames Clipper, um, because that ticks off a boat. Uh, Then you do jump on a train and go a train journey somewhere. Uh, Then what you might want to do is take uh, a cable car up Glencoe or something like that. Uh, And then maybe what you want to do is uh, is take an uber <laughs> What's, what are you looking at me like that for just the, the geography seems to be falling apart a little bit here it's like the last season of game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well look this is did you the include geogra- the croydon tram i didn't include the croydon tram i was going to include the, one of the trams in sheffield or nottingham or manchester i wasn't going to include croydon i felt like we ticked off a few too many forms of transport by me mentioning the tube or the uh, or the thames clipper do you remember we've been on the thames clipper yes it was a lovely day i seem to remember uh, you uh, getting into a strange conversation with the man who was serving us pints of beer at about 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it's potentially quicker than Crossrail when it opens. I'm sure many would agree. <laughs> so, um, I, do you know what? I actually lost count of the uh, forms of different public transport there. So, I re- No, I've got no idea, Rich. <laughs> well, it's a ridiculous hack. Uh, so, plane. One, one planes ticked off, um, tram, um, uh, Thames Clipper, which is a boat, uh, bus to London, train, tube. What is there left? We've already done plane. So he's done them all. Uh, it, does helicopter count? It's not public transport, is it? There's no form of public transport. Helicopter does, is a private form of transport. Does an Uber count as separate to a taxi? Uh, no, it's still a taxi. What about one of those cyclists you get in Soho? that have got like the carriages on the back that play loud rickshaws are illegal that's the one are illegal i saw a documentary about oxford street oxford street hates rickshaws they try and ban them so rickshaws rickshaw is not a piece of public transport bikes are not public transport what about santander like the, the cycle hire bikes thing not public transport it's a bike it's a it's a it's a push bike it's tfl's website but when we have done our uh, attempts at breaking records uh the guinness book of records don't allow uh bikes to be used in the tube challenge or the overground challenge so why would they therefore be considered as public transport if they're not allowed in a record this is not the hill i'm gonna die on so sure <laughs> so duncan Steele, hopefully that answered your question 
And now it's time for our Celebrity Hack, as this second season of Fantasy Travel Hacker takes place during global pandemia, we're asking... <laughs> you can't use pandemia twice in a show. That's a once-in-a-season word. Yeah. <laughs> we are giving the celebrities the chance to also ask for a fantasy journey that they'd love to make, if only we are allowed. And this week's celebrity hack has a sporting feel. Celebrity hack. There are even going to be English cricket fans who don't understand what just happened. That is the music to Test Match Special, uh, which our celebrity hacker this week features on. Uh, here's the scorer on Test Match Special. He is the host of popular and successful podcast, The Bugle. He's a comedian. He is Andy Zaltzman. Andy, tell us, how can we hack? Hello, travel hackers. This is Andy Zaltzman from The Bugle Podcast. Uh, Richie, Chris, my challenge for you is this. As you know, I am obsessed by cricket to a literally professional level. Uh, I also, however, am a big fan of the planet Earth, and I'm therefore trying to cut down on unnecessary flights. So my challenge to you is to tell me how to get to as many test cricket grounds as possible in a three-month period using only boats and walking from where your boat lands um so that that's what i want to know just in case i mean who knows when if ever aeroplanes will fly again i mean that there, there, there literally hasn't been a plane in the sky for as long as anyone can remember so uh cricket will live on uh, as we know it will live on beyond the end of the planet but tell me how to get to as many international cricket grounds as possible by boat in three months <laughs> he likes cricket he loves his cricket, doesn't he? And he has come to two of the right people to try and hack this for him because, friends, we love cricket too. Uh, Chris, do you know off the top of your head, because I do know, how many, <laughs> test... Right. <laughs> how many test cricket grounds are there uh, in this particular fair isle? In, 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 in England... In England, because that is the way that I am going to solve this particular hack for I'm, Andy. I'm guessing there's probably um, there's probably about eight with test status, maybe nine. There are ten with oh. test status, all right? And in You're not including Sheffield in that, are you? I am including Bramall Lane in Sheffield. You cannot include in Bramall Lane. That they have not played a test match there since the nineteenth century. <laughs> so, Bramall Lane, home of Sheffield United Football Club, hosted a test match between England and Australia. An Ashes Test has been played at Bramall Lane. If it has hosted an Ashes Test, which England when lost did by that happen? 1902. Right? <laughs> if it's hosted a test match between those two famous cricket-playing nations, it has to be counted. And a man who has already just said loves his cricket as much as Andy Zaltzman, of course he'd want to go there. He'd want to tick off every single test ground in this country, which is why it has to be included in the ten. Obviously, the rest of the nine are easy for you to name. Do it. You want me to do it now? 
Yes, because the hardest one you've just named. So there's nine left. All right, uh, Durham, Sapphire Gardens, whatever they call the one in Hampshire, the Rose, Rose Bowl. Bowl. Uh, the GS Bowl. Lords Oval, um, Trent Bridge. Uh, Two to go. Edgebaston. Two to go. Uh, Headingley. One to go. Old Trafford. Correct. Whoop, whoop. So, I think if Andy's not wanting to do anything other than walk or go on a boat, let's negate the boat immediately because travelling on a boat is dead time, okay? Walking, at least you are still going somewhere, okay? Boat is dead time. So, Andy is in the UK at the moment because I've heard him commentating on Test Match Special on some of the tests already this current summer. So let's see how long it would take Andy Zaltzman to walk around the 10 cricket grounds, the 10 test grounds of the United Kingdom. Why are you quiet? I'm, I'm just Googling. Because <laughs> so am I. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm just adding destination um, bit by bit. I've added in five. I've got another five to go. Uh, this reminds me a little bit of... Do you remember uh, a previous hack um, in a previous episode where that family were coming over from Australia and they were wanting to go around the UK? Yes, the 24-hour trip in a day. That's it. Uh, except they weren't saying that they just had to walk. No, so they, they were allowed to drive. It's got a whiff of this, but I'm actually fascinated to see... I mean, when you think back to the 80s and Ian Botham was doing all those um, various different charity walks for leukaemia, uh, he did a lot of walking and he was a cricketer. I want to see whether it's possible to do all this walking in three months. Oh, it is. So let me, let me just now order things. Uh, How are you getting on, Rich? Nearly there, Chris. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is the route that Andy Zaltzman should take if he is going to cover off all test cricket grounds in this country. He should start at Sophia Gardens in Cardiff. Then he should walk through Bristol and Bath, down to the Rose Bowl, the Aegeus Bowl in Hampshire, just outside Southampton. Then he walks up to London, ticks off uh, Lords <laughs> and the Oval. What are you laughing at? Just, he just walks up to London. It's only up the road. <laughs> We're going to work out the time he's in a second. Then he's going to walk from the, uh, the capital city to uh, the second city, to Edgbaston, to Birmingham, then across the Midlands to Trent Bridge, up to Sheffield, to Bramall Lane. Then he's going to head further north in Yorkshire to Headingley in Leeds, back southwest to Manchester to the Old Trafford Cricket Ground, and then across the Yorkshire Dales, could be a bit of a walk that one, to the Emirates Riverside Cricket Ground, finishing at the beautiful Chesterler Street. Now, Chris, this is not one of our longer hacks. This is only 591 miles of walking. Oh, God. 
but the, the 591 miles of walking that does sound like a charity walk it's very feasible to do in three months why do i say that's feasible to do in three months because it actually only takes 197 hours so if you divide 197 by 24 the number of hours in a day that is eight days to walk it now obviously andy's got to sleep for some of that so if we times eight by two because you're going to walk for 12 of the hours that's going to take andy 16 days 16 days to visit 10 test cricket grounds in this country actually i'm now realizing at this stage given that he gave us a three-month parameter to do this we've rather undersold <laughs> his journey so far but the shame is if he's then going to get on a boat the nearest test playing nation to england is south africa and that is a long boat journey it's even longer to walk so i think richie you had a bit of an epiphany towards the end of that and how much would it influence your final call if i was to tell you two facts Mm -hmm. one that the nation of india alone has 29 test grounds let alone (laughs) pakistan which it borders which has 20 (laughs) bangladesh which it also borders has eight and a short (laughs) possibly difficult uh as you know quite a feasible boat ride over to sri lanka which has eight and afghanistan so it hasn't played a test match on home to soil just yet and also given that it takes (laughs) 29 days to uh get a boat from london to mumbai (laughs) so you could possibly factor in more things would you would you consider those points so look this is a podcast hosted by the two of us uh so thank you for chipping in so what andy should do (laughs) andy should spend the first 16 days of his three months ticking off every test ground including the bonus 10th of bramall lane in sheffield and then he gets on a boat to india only takes him 29 days uh, which is only really a month and a half into his three-month challenge then andy the world is your oyster you've got 28 venues in india uh not let alone the neighboring country of pakistan and the short hop to sri lanka and and bangladesh so the world's your oyster (laughs) i could not believe your answer was just stay in england (laughs) (laughs) but no it's a very valid answer and at the risk of sounding like jerry springer here's my final thought the reason that this series second series of richie firth travel hacker is fantasy travel hacking and that we're not redoing season one which we will do to prove that everything that we achieved in season one can be done even better the reason we're doing what we're doing is because we are suffering global pandemia andy zaltzman Andy Zaltzman is here in the United Kingdom working on test matches at the moment, all right? So it would make sense to start on English test playing nation. That's good. Thank you. Well, look, it feels like we've ended on a little bit of a dispute there, which is unfortunate because uh, I would rather be in your bosom than be in uh, some kind of argument. But there we go. Uh, If you have a fantasy Are you talking to me or the listener? You with the bosom 
No, them with the bosom. Right. <laughs> Keep going. dispute with you. Uh, I, na- I now speak to the listener. You are a mere inconvenience that your grinning face is in front of me on this video call. Uh, if you have a hack that you would like us to do for you, and as you all have heard over the last half an hour, we are capable. Get in touch with us. Travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. That's the way to email. Uh, you can tweet us at producer Chris, uh, or primarily, I tweet me first, <laughs> at Richie Firth, because the Please. man's a buffoon. And then we will see you... <laughs> Pointless attack. We will see you down the line. You'll be fine in time if you hack travel with your favourite travel hackers. Because travel hack, we've got your back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.